0: Frank, it is a new world of workloads.
1: Workloads, the things I barely understand. Oh, yeah. Welcome, 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 workload overlords. Hello.
0: Yeah. Now, if you have no idea what we are talking about, because literally we just said the word workloads, and that could mean so many things, we're talking about .NET workloads, and specifically not the ones that you install with Visual Studio. So if you're going to Visual Studio and Do the installer? You're probably thinking, well, there's this big like ASP.NET workload, and this big .NET Maui workload, and this these these big big blocks that you chuck a button, and a bunch of things get installed. No, 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 no. We're talking about .NET SDK workloads, and this is a new thing in .NET six introduced. Frank Krueger.
1: I, you know you're going to get a historian and they're going to be like well actually it was in .NET 5 we just didn't have any workloads <laughs> but I but I, I actually okay I already want to disagree with you but um, I mean it is a giant thing that you download and installs a bunch of stuff but <laughs> it's something you can do from the command line you can do it on servers and they've tried to, They've tried really hard to make them small they're still kind of huge but yeah. they've
0: tried really hard to make them small well because when you think about it right when you install Visual Studio you're also installing the visual studio studio tooling um on top of whatever workload you pick on the id so it's a combination of visual studio stuff and .NET-y stuff that you need comparatively if you are like you said on the server aka like build server right like i'm installing cool. stuff i need to get done maui how do i get it that's a workload also, I'm just a
1: weirdo. I prefer the command line. It's funny. We were talking about this topic before the show, and you, you started to say something. Well, it installs with Visual Studio, and my eyes were rolling back so far in my head. I was like, I don't care how, if it installs with Visual Studio. I want to know how to do it from the command line, because I'm silly and old, and I still like to do everything from there. Um, it's... it's it, it, it makes sense, though, um, because, well, I, I just want to blame Android. I feel like you could probably fit iOS and macOS into, like, the standard SDK download, but uh, Android's just too big, so we have to separate it up and complicate, uh, well, the whole thing.
0: Yeah. When you, when you install the .NET SDK, you do get the .NET runtime, the, uh, the ASP.NET Core runtime, and the .NET Desktop runtime. But you don't get the other stuff that you may need. So for example, if you do need all the .maui stuff, that's going to be completely separate in general. And the reason this came pause. up... I got to pause
1: again. How unfair that ASP.NET people got to be fully in the box. They should be a workload install. I get it. Azure, marketing, fine. Microsoft, you invest a lot of money into it, fine. But I can still be a slightly disgruntled. <laughs>
0: I think that... I think uh, I was I think I think talking to Hanselman about this. I think that like really... They're really tiny, but also they've always been there. That's the It's thing. gotten big. Yeah. And it's always been there. Yeah. yeah. I'll stop interrupting. <laughs> that's the reason why is like legacy reasons. So I think when 6 was coming out and again, I, I need like Rich or an emo or someone to really probably come out the pod and describe it is, hey, .NET MAUI is this big workload and a bunch of things like iOS, Android, Mac, all these other things. That catalyst is, how are we going to support this thing? And what if the future, there's another one, right? And I think that's where the workload system came out. But for us as .NET MAUI developers, it means that we have to learn kind of a whole new system to, to actually get it. And we've talked about, yeah. oh, just do .NET workload install MAUI. It's just going to do it. And like, that's fine until you start building things and wanting yeah. version things in general, correct?
1: Yeah, and and I I, I need to be the representative native app developer here, app UI developer here. Um, Although I'm I'm not fully, you know, I haven't switched all my apps over to MAUI and all that stuff. But what I am doing is switching my apps over to .NET 6, running the iOS workloads, the Mac OS workloads, and that's to be on the new runtime, you know, keep up with the present and basically so I don't get left behind. Um, So even from the native thing, I think the most interesting thing about the workloads and, I guess it makes sense is, they're actually hierarchical like packages where they have dependencies. So when you install the Maui workload, you're actually getting all the native workloads plus the actual Maui UI SDK itself. Uh, But it has those dependencies on those native workloads. That's why it's so big. You can bring those in. But I just want to shout out, I don't know how many of you are left, but if you're a native (laughs) UI app developer like me, you can actually install a more minimal workload set by just saying I just want iOS or macOS or just Android or just Windows. Uh, You can be that specific.
0: Yeah, I think that's a super great um, identifier. And additionally, if you just type into the command line, there's a bunch of new things. And that's what we're going to talk about today is .NET workload is a keyword with a bunch of other keywords after it. So if you actually type in .NET workload list, that's going to show you what you have installed. But more importantly, you can do .NET workload search, three words, mm-hmm. .NET space workload space search. And what you'll soon discover actually is that there is an iOS Android Mac and Mac Catalyst. And additionally, what I'm seeing right now is actually a Android dash 33, which Ooh. Adds on top of Android for API 33 preview support. This is very fascinating in general, which means that what the team has discovered, and this is mind boggling because I just discovered this right now, is they could release preview support for new APIs without having to release and mucks up the actual official stable workload. And that is mind boggling, by the way. And it's not just, you know, Maui stuff and iOS and Android stuff. There's. The runtime for Windows, there's WASM tools, there's TVOS in there too. So there's a bunch of stuff in here that is coming up. When you think about it, is.NET WebAssembly build tools, like that's a whole workload. So there's small utilities that can be workloads that can be installed independently from the main SDK.
1: Yeah. Um, which Begs the question, can, can can you make a workload? Can I make a workload? Like, I'm not even sure if these things are like NuGet backed. I don't know where they're actually coming from on a server. I do still have those kinds of questions about exactly how they work. I don't fully understand it. But um, otherwise, at least they are versioned. You can do the list thing. You can do the search thing and find the neat ones. But you know, James, you know how you're actually going to find out how to install a workload?
0: Documentation. The, the,
1: no, oh. no, no, one, no one reads the manual. <laughs> you know how I found out about workloads? You try to build your app, and it's like, nope, can't do that. It'll see something like uh, net 6.0 hyphen iOS in your project file. Hmm. And thank goodness there is actually a really helpful error message, and I'm not even being sarcastic. Um, and it tells you hey, look, you're asking for this thing. I know it exists, but it's in a workload. You need to go install that workload. And it actually gives you the command line to install that workload. Uh, so that's nice too. At least they have a good error message. I don't know if that applies to all the workloads, like with the of one complain and all that kind of stuff, but who knows? Hopefully, well, we'll talk about some other command line, uh, little trickeroos uh, to help you out too. This should alleviate all that.
0: So, so you went in, you were like on a new machine or, or you were on a build machine or what What machine yeah. were you on? Uh, all the above, you know, um,
1: I, I, I like to, I keep reinstalling this one Mac and <laughs> the poor thing. I keep reinstalling this one windows computer. So I, I keep starting out from fresh, un- unfortunately, annoyingly, I mean, not that often, but what every month, every couple months, maybe I'm doing a fresh install for one dumb reason or another. Uh, but like. Docker files, you're going to have to do it for that. Build servers, you're going to have to do it for that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I find myself installing software a lot lately. It's a little sad. I don't like installing software.
0: Well, the one thing that's nice here is y- you could, you know, create like a build script, right? And you could like run that script on, you could like save that script and then run that script and then set up your machine
1: well yeah but it's it's per project too so um lots Mm. of ways you want to specify versions of things too so like the most important version in .NET now is the runtime version the .NET version so we're 6.0.300 is kind of the one we're all rocking for maui right now though i'm sure the version's a lot higher by the time you you probably even hear this uh podcast but uh i don't know it's 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 going to be tricky to keep up so you have to be able to lock things in so you use like a global json file to lock in your runtime i haven't quite figured out exactly the right way and i'm curious what you think of how to 100 percent lock in um the.net workload other than i just kind of tie it to the runtime and it seems that the.net tool knows that from the runtime which versions of the workload to install but it's I don't know, do we, do we want to walk into that terrible basket of how do I know which version of the workload do I have installed? But it is something I have to think about.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, yeah, you're right. We're on, you know, 606, which is SDK 6.0.301 currently today, right? And uh, you're, so so the problem that, that happens here, and, and this is the same problem, by the way, that existed with Xamarin development right which was like it was tied it was actually maybe worse than xamarin development right? it was tied to a bunch of very specific things mono runtimes, all these other things that you needed to install to be like here's this mm-hmm. version there was like a version like here's the release of ios and android and it's out where now it is literally you know part of in quotes here the sdk via the workloads because sdk version 60301 maps to a version of the workload for iOS. For example, if we keep it really simple and just say for iOS, that SDK has a specific version of it. The next SDK update will have a new version of the iOS one. So what you are concerned about here, which is, oh, I need to pin, right? Pin and say, I maybe don't want the next version that might have some breaking changes or maybe it just has, you haven't tested it yet, right? You're like, I know that I'm building on this one here. This is the one I want to have installed and please install it. And and right now today, all of your projects by default, if you don't do anything, will just build against the latest SDK. Now there's two things here. One, actually done it, Maui. So if we talk about Maui at a high level, has a Maui version attribute associated with it and that you can pin, which is interesting because it's also kind of then pinning the SDK at the same time. Mm. But I sort of like what, You did, which was, I'm going to pin the SDK in a global JSON file, like in my folder right, for this project. And then I'm going to, I assume it will always use that to build the thing, which means on the build server, I'm kind of committing into source code, the version of .NET that I want for all intents and purposes.
1: Yeah, uh, my logic, and I I understand the versions of workloads are somewhat separate from the runtime. My logic is, or I guess what I want is the latest workload version that's compatible with the runtime that I've set. And that makes me feel pretty confident that I'll get good stable builds and I'll be able to control when there's breaking changes and things like that. And I actually really appreciate your perspective um, that you gave before, because I was thinking like, Sometimes I, I look at the past a little too rosy-eyed, and I was thinking, like, how did I set the old versions of, like, Xamarin and Mono on my build servers in the past? And then I was like, oh, yeah, it was totally random. Uh, just whoever was maintaining those build servers would install Hashtag the latest version of mm-hmm. whatever, and that's what I would be rocking on that server. And so, although I complained about versions and the madness of keeping track of all these versions earlier, I, I do appreciate your perspective because I'm like, yeah, at least I can just pin the runtime and tell it, yeah, you, you go, you go restore the workloads, James. Don't don't update the workloads. I want you to restore the workloads that is get a version that's compatible with this uh runtime and let's all move on with our lives
0: yeah no i think that that's a good way of looking at it because like i'm kind of been spoiled but also not spoiled in a way like with like app center is a good example right where like i build my apps in app center and i actually pick the version of ios that i want now i don't know exactly what that means, but like, if I, <laughs> like, if I look at it, I'm going in and it's like iOS 14.14. And currently it's on iOS 15.4. Like that's the current stable. So I'm just like, okay, but what do I even have on installed I, on my, my, my development machine? I have no idea. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I have no clue, which means that often what has happened by the way is two, two big issues. One, is I'm on my development machine, which has newer versions, and I update NuGets, which have been built against newer versions, and maybe some APIs change under the hood or something like that. And then I commit it into source code, and then it kicks off a build, and that build fails because something is out of whack because I'm building on a six-month-old version of of Xamarin, right? Because, Mm -hmm. But yet the build server shouldn't actually be the one specifying The version, in my opinion, right? Unless I always want latest, but ideally I want to tell the build server and I want to tell my development machine build off of this, like just do what I'm telling you to do, right?
1: And there were ways to do that. Oh, you're just reminding me of the terrible past. Um, there were like custom steps you would do to, you know, download a very specific version of Mono, Xamarin, mm-hmm. and you know, all the tools that you need. We we did do that in the past. In fact, I think I still have a build script out there that's doing the worst of both worlds, where it's downloading a .NET six and downloading a specific version of Mono right now, which is just like, oh god, I just well, want to clean up that script, you know, to be so much more clean.
0: Well, I worked with, um, pitching this idea to Jonathan peppers, which was, Hey, this is a problem with, you know, building these applications in CI and CD and Azure DevOps. Uh, and, and I think at the one hackathon, there was like a Microsoft hackathon every year that happens internally. And he mm-hmm. built something called boots, which is a bootstrap oh, yeah. for tool. It's a .NET global tool, very much like this. And you could say .NET, you know, boots, here's the package to a URL, but you could actually do Boots dash dash preview xamarin ios and it would like know what to go do or whatever and you could build cake remember cake scripts and all this other stuff but anyways you could do all this stuff but you got to go figure out the versions and do this stuff and look at a bunch of different areas it seems like a lot of work
1: so i'm pretty sure i use boots yeah that's how i I do it
0: yeah but the problem is it's you're you're paying for build time
1: and it's 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 not cheap (laughs) especially on those mac build servers and so if it takes 10 minutes to install this runtime then that's 10 minutes i really really want to avoid so i can get more builds out of that build server without going over my budget Uh, that's something annoying to think about so these workloads um i actually have them installing on my build server on every run i download a very specific version of .NET, the runtime that is tied to my global JSON. And so that machine gets that, then I get that workload. And it's it's worked out pretty good. I think it comes down in a couple minutes, something like that. And I do both tricks. Sometimes I do the Maui one, which includes Basically, the entire world. And other times I do the native ones if I'm trying to um, shorten up some build times. But overall, um, it's been reasonable a couple minutes. Uh, so it's, it hasn't been like a 10 minute or 20 minute install. So it's not that painful. So all this talk of servers, but you know, the truth is, I think in the future I do hope that Visual Studio just does all this for me with a cute little progress bar. So I don't have to pay attention to it. And I hope the APIs never break. So. It always works with the server too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a good analysis too. And you're right. What I've been doing, and I think I've been doing it wrong, we'll talk about it is on all all my build servers. I do what you were just talking about, which is I, I, in my GitHub actions, I will literally do .NET, install .NET 6 or whatever, right? Like install .NET 6, which is the latest version of .NET 6. And then I say .NET workload install MAUI because I'm like, oh, it's a MAUI app, right? And Mm -hmm. like it's there. But even in MAUI, by the way, there is fine-grained control there is maui android maui ios maui mm. mobile maui mac catalyst maui windows oh. and those are very okay. granular right so if you for example are just building an ios app with donna maui which is completely feasible right we've talked about that before you've done that with amaran forms in the past you could just do maui dash ios and it wouldn't install the world because you don't need all of the Android or desktop <laughs> or Mac Catalyst stuff if you're just building iOS. Like that's actually feasible to do. And that that would save tons of install times. Like if you Pro were- Pro tip. Sorry, sorry. Pro tip. Thank you. Uh, I think I have to
1: go check all my build server scripts right now. Please continue. <laughs>
0: yeah, because, because you know, when I think about it, like the easy thing that you see documented all the time is, oh, Don, now when you workload install MAUI. But you're right. When I was, when I was hearing you talk about I'm burning my, you yeah. know, my time on here every minute counts, right? And if you're installing stuff you don't need, then, yeah, then then you shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or find a more efficient way.
1: You, you use a Docker file hosted somewhere, you know, like make your install proper. There, there are other tricks to do to speed up your builds. But uh, yeah, in general, Um it it is nice to have the fine control. I do predict the future, and we're just going to all be doing .dotnet reload, restore, <laughs> or it's it's all just going to be for Maui. Uh, I you know what's neat though is that Visual Studio respects um, all the command line stuff too. So like that global JSON file, or at least sometimes when it's in a good mood, it <laughs> respects that file and does all the right supposed things. to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so um, it, it's actually not that bad. I love being able to pin that version. Um, I guess that's pretty old tech, but it's you know it's because it's been around for a while. The tools are finally starting to respect it, and it's starting to become more and more useful. But uh, do we want to talk about? I, I keep bringing up .dotnet uh, workload
0: restore. Re- restore. Yeah. Not restore. Not, so, okay. <laughs> so there's workload install. Okay, so there's there's list and search. Those make sense. List is listing active. Search is searching the ones that are available. But then we have install, repair, restore, uninstall, okay. update. And some of those oh seem <laughs> familiar or similar.
1: Yeah, install, update, restore. Those all sound pretty additive. Rep- and repair. repair. Oh gosh, that sounds scary. Uh, should I run a repair right now? Okay, so that I one will it? reinstall. How do I know?
0: <laughs> that one reinstalls all installed workloads. Okay. It says workloads are made up of multiple workload packs and it's possible to get into a state where some installed successfully but others didn't. Ouch. Oh, for maybe you lost internet. That's what it says. Like you lost internet while you're installing and then you would need to repair. So it's oh, so like maybe the manifest or something. I would wipe partial. out the whole
1: machine. <laughs> that checks out i'm just kidding (laughs) but keep in mind you can always uh remove minus rf dot dot net (laughs) it sometimes fixes problems (laughs) no don't do it okay uh that that makes sense i know definitely during the previews i got myself into some terrible workload states Mm. Uh, i think like Honestly, they were refining how the workload system works altogether during that. So, you'd get into a weird state where you couldn't uninstall some or you couldn't repair them, you couldn't install anything. So, I do remember some nasty times, but it's been a while since I've seen those kinds of problems. I'm talking on my machine and on my build server. Uh, are you doing everything just through Visual Studio or are you doing any of this through the command line?
0: Um, you know I went and during the previews I did everything via the command line especially for Visual Studio for Mac because there, there wasn't the the built-in support but now there is and if you had an early preview of Visual Studio for Mac and you um you know aren't getting Donna Maui and, and iOS and Android updated uninstall Visual Studio for Mac preview install it again and now there's a Maui button and an iOS and Android button that you can click on and then it will do the updates there. So my assumption is what's happening is that now when a new version comes out, it's probably going to do the update command. So we we just talked about the other command, um, repair, but update will update all installed workloads to the newest available version. So this is nice because if you install a new version of .NET, you can then just say, hey, I don't, I might have a bunch of workloads installed and I want to do Install this workload, install that workload, install this other one. What the .NET workload update will do is look for all of the installed ones and then install it. But it also uninstalls all the old versions of each workload too. So <laughs> that's uh, you know up to you what you want, right? That that's uh, it's a choose your own adventure. Which to me, yeah. that's actually what Visual Studio does. Whenever you update Visual Studio, it uninstalls you know the the minor versions of things.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit of a YOLO one. It's just we're we're gonna update to the latest version. And I know, it, I know you're that kind of person. You're the kind of you right click on Solution Explorer thing, and you're like update all nuggets. And you're just like, I want the latest, right? Is that you, or have you changed at all?
0: I know. I mean, pretty much. Yeah.
1: Okay. I'm like,
0: let's do this. I'm my, my my source code is ready. Let's let's get this going. <laughs> And I will say, like for Visual Studio and all the Xamarin stuff, for years, I mean, I've always just been like, "and the latest, and the latest, and the latest, and go," because it's, it's out there. Like everyone should just always be on the latest, right? Unless you can't. Be.
1: Yeah. Okay, I I agree with you. It's just we've been through a, a few rocky years the last few years in wonderful transition states, and I think during the rocky times, it's been really useful to lock things in at certain versions and be a little bit slower.
0: Be, but because the issue is and you can attest to this too, is the issue is not in like day-to-day development where I'm like, oh, I'm updating, I'm doing this. It's when, okay, I've shipped a new version on my app and um, I might not touch that app for six months. And then I come back to it six months later and now down at seven is out. And I'm just like, uh, do I yeah. update everything to down at seven? Like, what do I do now, right? That's the issue. Like I'm looking at my cadence, which is my app, one of my apps, right? my cadence and let me look big at number it. app big big not one of the big with the numbers. graphs you got to pay for the graph you know it, yes it, and it hasn't been touched in uh almost three months as so. the build server
1: okay so the build server probably just triggers off code changes so like yeah the build probably hasn't even run hopefully you're locked in at versions and if you went and made like a one-line change everything would build but yeah for sure um i have five big apps out there and definitely um i i can get into version trouble with each one basically yeah. each one presents its own wonderful little bit of challenges and all that stuff calca calca's the good one calca, calca never gives me version troubles bless you calca
0: thanks thanks calca
1: you're the best <laughs> um th- the rest are terrible and and, and actually <laughs> that's why i'm happy to switch over to dot net six because i do I, I do see this is better than what we were doing in the past. And that's why I am uh, converting everything over and learning these workloads and everything. But for me, um, the, the YOLO lifestyle is just not good enough. Uh, workload update is still a little bit too scary. So I definitely prefer .NET workload restore which digs into your solution, project files, looks at your global settings, obeys directory props, you know, all that nasty MS build stuff that we all love to do. It actually obeys all those rules and uploads the correct workload versions based on all of that. And that's the command I like, .NET workload restore. It puts the world into a wonderful, perfect state.
0: Yeah, that one I didn't know about until you and I were talking about this. And I'm like, oh, wow, like that's super duper cool, right? It's like it will analyze the project, the solution, figure out what you need, figure out the stuff. Yeah. And it just does it.
1: Yeah, it's like doing your your nougat restore. It's going to look at all the version requests from all the things, resolve all the version junk. Fortunately, right now, our versions are pretty simple. You, you might get the Maui thing, you might get the Wasm thing. I, I know everyone's probably going to be releasing more and more workloads in time, but um, you know, it's it's got to resolve resolve all those dependencies and it's better that it does all that stuff and takes into account all the various, cause there's a lot of different ways to pin these versions, uh, in different files and that kind of stuff. And hopefully hashtag, hopefully it takes all that into account so that my life is easier.
0: Yeah, that's super duper cool. And z- does that mean then you're going to put a global JSON basically into every single project? Is that the strategy yeah. that you have?
1: yeah. Yeah, I do that everywhere now. In fact, some projects I have global JSONs in different subfolders and I do some really nasty tricks. I highly don't recommend doing that. <laughs> try to try to get yourself at least per project onto one global JSON file. But that's been such a time saver for me. It's um yeah, I I do that for everything. It's it, it's it's exactly that Calca problem where like Calca can always be on the latest version of anything. It can live the YOLO lifestyle with you, Mm. but continuous, no (laughs) continuous needs very specific versions of everything or else everything breaks. Uh, It's one of my hardest apps to work on. But even then um, if I get that puppy fully switched over to .NET six, that will simplify too. Um, I won't have the crazy versioning madness.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, that'd be nice. I like that. I think this is like the new go-to strategy. I like that. It'll just automatically pick it up via X, Y, Z. Right. You know, um, um, I love it. I'm all in, I'm all in Frank.
1: Yeah, it's smart. It's smart. And th- because it, you, you try so hard in your build servers, and I keep talking about build servers, but this is the dev machine too. Like, no no one likes updating their dev machine. I, I like getting new APIs and new features, but I don't like updating software otherwise. Um, but. It, it, it's 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 so easy to start repeating these version numbers everywhere like i was um Apple has a tool core m l. tools it's a python library, and they're in this crazy problem where version three point ten of Python has been released. But their none of their stuff works with it. They work on 3.9, 3.8, 3.7, 3.6, all the threes, but they still haven't updated to work on 3.10. It kind of works. It kind of messes up in other places. In order for them to update, they've outlined the like 150 places that, you know, 30 different files have to be changed in. All of that is to say, uh, this version of madness is everywhere in software development, and it's really unfortunate. But at least your goal is always to just not repeat yourself, not have that version number repeated a hundred times everywhere, have it in one place and have the uh, scripts respect it. That's why I love .NET Workload Restore. (laughs) Thesis. Complete. (laughs)
0: Done. Yeah. Thesis. (laughs) Complete. Uh, I love it. And I I love this conversation because to me, I think now that I am just getting into this world of, you know, basically you know, the Donna six world, it's something I'm going to need to be thinking about over and over and over again and say, okay, like how I do, I want to version this. How do I want this to be long-term? What happens when Donna seven, Donna eight, Donna nine come out? Yeah. How am I going to do this? So I love it. I love it, Frank. And thank you for turning me on to this. And hopefully I also gave you some tips too. I like that. We're exchanging tips on this podcast. If anyone else has tips, let us know. Go to merge Write us in. We'd love to know how you're versioning your apps and doing all the great things. And if you knew about all these cool commands, because I definitely didn't. So, um, that's it. Thanks, Frank. I love it. Anything else?
1: Uh, version, 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 version. Did have we said that word enough in this version? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everyone. That was fun.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, I think that's gonna do it for this week's Merch Conflict. Happy summer, everybody! It is here. We, I think we. Yeah, today's the first day. We're recording on the twenty first. It's the first day of summer. Uh, hopefully everyone is enjoying their summer. If you have summer where you're at, you know, it doesn't summer doesn't actually happen in every single place in the world, Frank? Because what? Yeah, not at the same time.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I mean, it do, does. Do they still call
1: it summer, or do they call it anti-summer?
0: Well, I think the, it's called they call it like winter. That's the opposite of summer. Oh, that's <laughs> the, boring. Because the Earth rotates around the Sun, and and and, and as it does you know what happens there's it's tilted at an angle so like some things are closer to the sun some things are farther away from from sun and then that's how you get seasons i think right oh boy (laughs) okay well i hope everyone has a great (laughs) afternoon great evening wherever you're at that's gonna do for this week's merch So until next time i'm james Watson magno and i'm frank thanks for listening peace